is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live at Jimmy's Flowers here in late 2840 North Hillfield Road. Uh, other locations for you, they've got Ogden, Bountiful, and of course, jimmysflowers.com. Let's jump out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, he is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. His vis- uh, visit every week is brought to you by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. He's the one and only David Locke with us here on the Big Show. Hi, David. Hello, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing great, man. I uh, want to ask you about last night because you were about, I mean, you, you know, you'll shoot it straight, David, and you'll tell tell us when things are going right in your mind and when they're going wrong. But you were about as high on a jazz team last night as I've ever heard you. I mean, they just keep doing it. It, it wasn't last night. It was just the continuation of everything we've seen all season long. Um, you know, they just, yeah, I mean, they, like if you're not if you're not on board if you're waiting for something more I don't know what you're waiting for I guess is kind of my point at this point like um, I I don't know what you could possibly what more you could possibly be looking for out of your um, you know to to get out of your team and 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 for them to perform they've won well I don't even know what it is is it 15 16 16 17 um, they've been dominating they've been resilient they've like. The only team that beat them had like a historic shooting night. They're they're just very very good on both ends of the floor. They've been clutch. They've been dominating. They've they've just done it all. David, I've been singing the praises of Dave, Donovan Mitchell, uh, the way he carries himself, the way the way he carries his team, the way he's aggressive, the way he's leading everybody, his uh, determination, his aggression, his smart play, all of it. It seems like it's coming together for him in a way that is palpable. I mean, you can see it night after night. Well, I thought against Indiana he he was terrific in that I thought he had the energy and he kind of brought the team with him. You know, early in this year, he just didn't have any juice. Like, if you watched him, he didn't, like, he he didn't have juice. Like, we can all talk about, like, the Shaq stuff, and that wasn't what Shaq was talking about. But he is a better player right now than he was, not because of Shaq, just, like, I've seen all the numbers. I go before and after Shaq, like, Early in the year, he just was didn't have the juice. He wasn't running. He wasn't last night. Like he like sprinted out after that made free throw and pushed the tempo. And you know, it was as though he just said to the guys, "Like I'm going to run, run with me." And that's what this team has to do. The, this team has to be utterly and completely committed to pushing the ball. You know, if you want to look ahead to the playoffs, which everyone's doing already, which seems a little early, I would personally think you should enjoy this ride. But what was special to me about last night was that they didn't fall into the trap of like, okay, it's five minutes left. It's a four-point game. We're going to go half court, go hunt mismatches, and play that slow-down, grind a game. Because if we do that to LeBron and Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, we got no chance. We can't. We can't. We got no chance. But if we can continue to push and play with that alacrity, then we got a chance. And 
then we're playing in a different way and we're committed to it and we're playing fearlessly and we're getting those the threes up and we're coming at you quicker so that you can't put your clamps down on us. And, and then, then that's a different team. And that's what Donovan did last night that he, as he pushed that tempo and, and made that happen last night. But you, you go back and look at our fourth quarter. It wasn't, I mean, we went, I think three of six and three in the key stretch. So yes, we made one more than we should have. It didn't really matter. But but if you look at it, like if we start at the 6.05 mark coming out of the timeout, it's 101.97. Our first shot is with six seconds expired on the shot clock. It's the incredible pass from Donovan to Boyan, okay? Jordan Clarkson takes our next shot with nine seconds expired on a shot clock off a make. That's fast. That's getting it down there. We get the offensive rebound on it probably because they weren't entirely ready. Their, our next possession, we actually ran it all the way down because um, – we actually did a pretty um, boy on. Oh, no, we didn't. I take it back. We shot at nine seconds on the shot clock and we got the offensive rebound. And then we shot within seven seconds of that. And like this, this is what we have to do. Um, the next time down we did, we ran one all the way down where Rudy ran the floor brilliantly off a of miss. They covered it, but they covered it with mismatches. So then Donovan had Tristan Thompson guarding him outside and Donovan worked him into a three and he missed it. I don't care that he missed it. It's the right play. You then go to our, you know, off a of off a of free throw, we shot within six seconds. Um, off a of miss, we shot within Donovan, you know, or Donovan got fouled. Off another made, we we shot within like 16 seconds. Like that was the longest possession of the whole thing, and that's by the time that time it was 112, 104. You're building the clock a little bit, and Donovan hits the dagger shot. Like we played with a speed last night, late in the game, um, is. That if we can, that's the key. That's the key to everything we're doing. David Locke with us here on uh, the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David, I want to uh, have you elaborate on something you covered on the broadcast last night uh, where you got uh, excited there for a moment because Boston seemed to throw many different schemes at the Jazz defensively, most notably the zone, and then the switching defense, which they played a lot. And uh, you kind of were going off on the fact that they really, the Jazz had an answer for everything Boston was doing. Elaborate that on, on that a little bit and why that makes this team a little bit different than other Jazz teams. Well, there's nobody's figured out what to do to defend us yet. Um, pretty much everyone other than maybe Atlanta has had a, a – has had a game plan that they had to pull a ripcord on midway through the game. I mean, Indiana played like four different defenses. Boston played three different last night. Um, Boston started with a switch one through five, and they did it with two bigs so they could always protect the rim. Didn't work. Then they pulled the ripcord on it and went kind of a traditional defense. Didn't work. Then they went to a zone. Then they went back to kind of the traditional, you know, stay with your man. Um, Charlotte tried to switch. We annihilated them. Indiana dropped the big we were good enough on a night where we were dead tired but frankly i look at that night and look at our shots and what we got that night and if we had not been you know completely exhausted um then we would have killed them um and so everyone's had to pull the ripcord on what we're doing um and that to me is really telling i think the only answer right now is that you you face guard our shooters um, and make it, and we play two on two in the middle of the floor, and I, I, I think we'll kill you. Like I just think, by definition, like if you watch a two on two game, people score, right? Like, um, so I think that's, I think that's where this is the only answer, and we'll see, 
coming up. You know, Milwaukee's not going to do that on Friday. Milwaukee's going to play their own style, and we're going to go shoot 53s against Milwaukee. And if they go in, we win. And if they don't, they lose. I mean, like, Milwaukee's great, but we'll dictate the outcome of that game because we'll shoot 50, probably six, 57 threes in that game. And if they go in, you can't beat us. Um, against Philadelphia, and Miami will be really interesting because of how physical they are and what they do defensively. And then against Miami, it, or against uh, Philadelphia will be interesting because they have the big, and I would suspect that they will hug our, though Doc Rivers is not a great adjuster, they'll probably hug our shooters and make us try to score over Joel Embiid. And that'll be a really big test to see whether or not there's some answer um, to that. David, you probably already covered some of this, but if you were going to highlight the changes that Quinn made from last season to this season, where would you begin with that? Well, I'd begin before the season. I'd begin in the I'd begin at the late part of last year, and I'd begin at the bubble. Um, okay. To me, that's where that's where everything changed was in that time period. We came out of the bubble as a different team than we had been before, um, and so I think that to me, that's really where things were are different is that um, we came out of the bubble into the bubble playing faster, shooting more threes. If you go look at the amount of threes we took every game, it actually had started to kick up um, prior to the bubble and prior to the stoppage of play last year, we were very subtly working our way up to, you know, 45% of our shots being threes um, late in that year. And we were, you know, remember we were the number one offense in the NBA from December 24th to March 11th. Um, We didn't play all the best defenses in the league. So that's, that number has a little faultiness to it, but it's factual. Um, and if you kind of just look through our game logs at our, and you can look at our percentage of three points taken, it, it had started then. So um, if we just take the bubble, I just um, give me one second. I'll pull it up. I looked at it actually yesterday when I was talking to Brian Anderson of TNT. Um, the, if you look at it, uh, three point shooting frequency in the bubble, ready? Uh, first game was 33%. Then 49% of our shots were threes. 47% of our shots were threes. We did. We played our backups from 37%. Then 49. Then 53. Then 44. But those were the regular season games. So in the bubble games, we had started. Now, what's interesting is that there's these little things spiked in there. There's the last, second to last win we had before was over Boston with 54% of our shots being threes. New York and Cleveland at 44 and 46. And then there's a 37 and the 31 and the 33 and and so it wasn't we kind of we had danced around it for a little bit but we hadn't quite figured out how to do it and then we went into that denver series and shot about 40 percent of our shots at three so if you take the final 16 games of the year last year 15 games we were doing this the changes took place in the time of the stoppage in the entry into the bubble when quinn took that time to reevaluate and rebuild the team in his mind and in how he did it makes sense you you had added Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich. You weren't entirely sure what you had with them. And then you added Jordan Clarkson, and you really didn't have a chance to implement all of them. David Locke with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Dave, uh, David, you're a, you're a stats guy, as we all know. And sometimes I think statistics – well, let me put it this way. Sometimes I don't think stats tell the whole story of the value of Rudy Gobert. And you've been on a, a Rudy value kick lately. And when people ask you – ask you to explain the value of Rudy Gobert. Do you have a go-to statistic or do you more talk about what you see on the floor? Um, 
Good question. Um, well, if someone asks me that question, then I know they don't know the game. How's that for obnoxious? Um, but it's kind of true. Like, I really think he's like the ultimate listener's test. You know what my um, answer is? Uh, we've won 50. We basically win 50 games every year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the common threat? Rudy. So you right, simply go, you go to, to the record. I mean, we just win with it. He just wins. <laughs> I mean, like our defense has been third, second, first, 11th, and second in the last five years. Like, I can do that. But you just win. Like, if you have Rudy Gobert, you just win. Like, you have Rudy Gobert on your roster. You know how to use him like Quinn does, and you're going to win. A lot of games. I think sometimes his simplest I, I answer is the best math, I have a math thing prepared for Gordon because Gordon always kind of tries to lure me into <laughs> into um, into uh, geeking out, and I have one for you today. I'm prepared okay. to geek out for you. Okay, give okay. it to me because I'm going to follow that up with something that's completely emotional and not non-numbers related. This is the thing that I think um, – I actually was talking with some pretty bright basketball people about this last night. I think this is the most interesting thing about us right now. So we are taking enough threes every night. 45% of our shots in non-blowout time are threes. Okay. Time. Should be 50-50, right? But you could get four heads and one, one tails, or vice versa, if you do it five times, right? Pretty easily. Like, small sample size. If you flip a coin 50 times, what's your standard deviation? It's going to be like 22 to 27, right? There's just not that much. The more, The larger your sample size goes, the closer you get to the number. So, we're 20 two games into the season or whatever we are, and we're shooting 45% from three. At some point, this is your number. It feels a little high. So let's say our real shooting percentage is 42%. We'll bring it down. It's still great. It's historic. It's unbelievable. But let's bring it down. What is a bad shooting night for us now? Right? So my point is we're taking so many threes, and the more you take, the closer you're going to get to your average. Right? You following me? Yeah. Yep. Like, I, if I flip a coin five times and it comes up, I could end up with 20% when the number should be 50%. But once I flip it 20 times or 30 times, I'm going to be right at, like, 47 46% at the worst. So if our number is 42%, what's a bad shooting night for us? Mm. So I think 34% is now a bad shooting night for us from three. We've done 31 twice in Indiana, completely exhausted against the Knicks and then a small sample size game against Detroit. I think it was, we, we shot like 31%. We've done 31% a few times and maybe, maybe it's that wide a range, but I think some of that's also because we have some bench blowout minutes. But if you start to think about the fact that we're going to take 45% of our shots as threes and our general bad shooting night is 34%, our good shooting night is probably eight percentage points on the other side, right? 50%. And when we do that, we have a 131 offensive rating and we kick the crap out of Charlotte. Right? That's what we did to Cleveland. We hit 24 or 45. 
That's what we did to Milwaukee, basically. When we went to Milwaukee, we hit 25 and 53. And we, and we'll, and we throttle you at that point. But we're now taking enough threes, and our sample size is so large that our variance and standard deviation of performance is getting slimmer, not wider. And therefore, like, let's take last night. We hit 37.5. We won by 14. So if we miss two of them, we win by eight. And then that's a bad shooting night. I believe that we're getting to a point where unless fatigue or some crazy outside factors going on, as long as we're taking 48, 47, 42, 50, 42, and 48 threes like we have in six of our last seven games, or 50, 48, and 41 added on nine of our last ten, our variance is not – our variance in those games has been 31 to 52. So that would say that if 42 is our number, that our standard deviation is about 10 or 11 points. I think it's going to – I think that's too high. I think the number's lower. I think it's about eight percentage points. So we're taking enough threes that on a bad shooting night, we still beat you. You never fail on this one, David. Houston, you never fail. Houston did the same thing, but Houston was a 35% shooting three-point team. So if they play shot enough and they had an eight percentage point variance, they were going from 28 to 42. We're starting at 40 or 41 or 42. So our number's 34 to 50. That's where we may be breaking the game right now. And the most complicated mathematical equation of all, essentially, is, David, that three is more than two, right? Right. This is why I think the only way to play us is what Atlanta did. Which is, you just hug our shooters and make us play a two-man game in the middle of the floor. And eventually, Quinn moved it to the side of the floor with three shooters lifted on the side, and then it gets a lot easier to play because no one can come and help on the rolling big, and we got better. And you know, and against Atlanta, our offensive rating was only okay. It was a one thirteen point five, and we shot the crap out of it. We shot at forty eight percent from three in that night. So we have to find a way. To deal with that, the way we deal with that to take this conversation full circle is you run like Donovan did late in the game last night. Because if you take that shot that fast and that quickly, they're not they're not putting their teeth in you defensively to get get up on you like that. So, well, David, David my, 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 my follow-up to that is the exact opposite, really, but maybe it's connected in some strange way. But do you believe in, do you see evidence of and do you believe in the effectiveness of a team that plays joyful basketball because that's what i see with these guys right now they look like they're having fun but i'm not talking about goofing around fun because they're digging in at the defensive end but they look like they enjoy this this strategy by quinn that he's concocted and they've totally bought into it so i uh... If I may, I'm going to answer your question, and I'm going to tell you what I think is a really funny story because you actually – this is going to be like the funniest thing ever that you just asked that question. Um, so what I think you're getting to is that, like, Jalen Brown drove the lane last night. He's not giving it up to Grant Williams or Daniel Tice that willing. Right? Tatum's one-on-one on Rudy. Like, it's his show. Donovan's final two passes to Rudy and his baseball pass to Boyan are 
crazy important in how this team plays and who they are. Donovan against the zone, Boyan kind of flashed in. He brought the defense to it. Donovan looked at it. Donovan points to Jordan, or Boyan pointed to Jordan. Donovan flings it to Jordan, and he took a shot with seven on the shot clock into the zone. He missed it. It didn't matter that he missed it. What mattered was that Donovan made the pass to Jordan, showing the confidence in Jordan to take that shot, and Jordan took it. So it's an early three, all the things we're talking about. But to your point, the fact that this team is, it only works as long as Donovan is willing to do those kind of things. And that's what makes Donovan so special. That's Joe Ingles' quote last night that he's like beepingly unselfish, right? Like that, but that's what he's talking about. That's, that's the moment um, that, it, that, he's, that he's discussing there um, where he makes that, that play. Now, can I tell you a funny story? Sure. So on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we um, have been talking to um, Michelob Ultra. I think you probably saw their commercial like it was about like the joy of winning or is it the joy that brings winning? And Michelob Ultra's entire ad campaign is about like joy brings wins, not like – and I've been like sitting here having the hardest time because as like the president of the company, I'm like this is just total BS. And they were like, well, the way Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have come together. I'm like, God, this is just a bunch of marketing people in New York City who don't know beep about the game telling us how we're supposed to. And like, so they were like, could we do on the Lockdown Podcast Network the joyous play of the day of the week and do, have it sponsored by Nickelodeon Ultra? And, and I'm like, if my hosts say the joyous play of the week, I expect every single one of their listeners to hang up you know basically hang up the podcast right like it's in like so so we're doing it of course because they're paying money and i rolled because i'm not that principled and um so the fact that you just asked me if the joyousness of the jazz is leading to their winning is going to be one of the great all-time moments in the history of the lockdown podcast network <laughs> well david thank you for jumping on we're way over we got to run appreciate you See you. Bye. There you go. The great David Locke with us. He joins us every Wednesday. It is the big show live at Jimmy's Flowers. Check him out online, jimmysflowers.com. We're at the Leighton location. Our friend Nate jumping on with us once again. And, man, you guys have got to quit giving us chocolate. I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to do with all this, Nate. It's so good, though. We're just trying to make Gordon jealous, you know. So. Well, that's well, the, you're you know, doing kinda, a good job. <laughs> that's the theme of the show today. Make Gordon jealous. No <laughs> doubt about it. But also help our listeners out. That's part of it, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, uh, you know, Valentine's is coming up. It's on a Sunday. Uh, we're closed on Sunday usually, so we will be closed. So it's best to, you know, you can come into our store or um, you can order online at our website, jimmysflowers.com, and, and get your order placed early. Of course, uh, we uh, we talked about this yesterday. I thought it was so cool. You know, you'll take care of our listeners for Valentine's Day. Come in. There's, there's something that will fit you, uh, uh, an arrangement, uh, you know, budget no issue so uh take advantage of that but you can take advantage of every big holiday you may need flowers for i think this is such a great idea yeah that's true yeah we we came out with a, a special occasions package we call it and uh you come in you pay once um you get set up and it takes care of valentine's day uh, mother's day uh birthday and anniversary or another special day. so the big ones yeah yeah the four big days of the year so gordon yeah. would you know those dates off the top of your head if you were to sign up for this Oh, I would say, uh, well, Valentine's Day has to be included. I would say the, a birthday. I would say Mother's Day. And I would say probably Christmas. 
Not your anniversary? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was more or less alluding to, could you tell us your anniversary and Lisa's birthday off the top of your head? <laughs> yes, I could. Okay. All right. Just checking. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe yeah. this program is for you, Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's for everybody. Well, seriously, it's a it's a great idea. But hey, if uh, you heard Nate say it, if if you kind of like me and you've been putting it off this year, Jimmy's, of course, you guys can still take care of it. Jimmy'sFlowers.com, but not open Sunday. Nope, we're not open Sunday. So we will be open on Friday and Saturday. So you can place your order for one of those days as well. Well, Nate, you rock. Thanks for sitting down with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, more big show coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're live here from Jimmy's Flowers. Check them out online, jimmysflowers.com, or check out one of their three locations, 2840 North Hillfield Road here in Layton, 2735 Washington Boulevard in Ogden, and the Bountiful location, of course, 470 South Main Street. Big thanks to David Locke for jumping on the show today, as he does each and every Wednesday, giving us a, a very thorough breakdown statistically of why this jazz team may be unique. Sorry, you broke up on me there, Jake. No, that's right. Uh, I'm David, sorry, I... giving us this statistical breakdown oh. on why this Jazz team may be unique, yeah. and, uh, and I just yeah. want to—he th- did that for you, Gordon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he did that for you. He, he wanted—you've challenged him to come prepared to the show with some stats that are that are going to blow your mind. Well, and then he told me that my question essentially was a dumb one. But uh, anyway, it's. Uh, it's uh, anybody who watches this team play right now and, and pays attention to what's going on. You don't even need to have this, the numbers uh, and all the uh, analytics all lined up. You can see it. You can see what they're doing and you can see how it's succeeding for them. And I think there is a place for the statistics and it does reveal some things. But the Jazz are just playing fantastic right now. They're sharing the ball the way Quinn wants them to. They're taking the shot when it's open instead of fiddle-faddling around. They're playing tough defense. They're rebounding, and they're getting down the floor. And they're hitting the offensive boards, too. And so what that does is extend the aggressiveness. Uh, when the Jazz do miss, they have guys that are crashing the boards and uh, resetting. And, you know, then they have – uh, another shot at it, and sometimes multiple shots. Uh, this is all working for them right now. And when they do miss shots, then they're clamping down defensively. I mean, really, what more do you need to know? And they have a leader in Donovan Mitchell who absolutely took over that game last night, not in a selfish way, but in a way that he he hit some big shots, he made some great passes, and it all worked. And it's working 16 out of 17 now. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it did work, and it is it does seem to be clicking. I, I think one of the biggest factors, in my opinion, is everybody has bought into their role, which I'm not sure was the case last year. And maybe buy-in is in the right verbiage because I'm not sure that Mike Conley wasn't fitting his role as well last year as he is this year. I don't know if that was about buy-in. That could have been about, you know, all the other buzzwords we've used, like comfort and, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. Uh, but Joe Ingles in the, in, the same, in the same vein, where I'm not so sure he knew what his role was supposed to be last year, let alone be comfortable in it. And now this year, it feels like everybody really is comfortable and embracing their role, right up to Rudy Gobert. And and uh, just to take off on a conversation that Hans and Scotty were having, I think it was yesterday, where they talked about how Rudy's point production has gone down, but his minutes have gone down as well. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, of course, Rudy's point production has gone down. Rudy is not... Um, is not their major scoring threat. And now Rudy is comfortable because he's, he's being compensated financially where he doesn't have to go press for stats anymore. And he's more comfortable with, with what he's dealt by the other team and isn't forcing it as much. And he's more comfortable taking fewer minutes because Derek favors is behind him and the whole team doesn't come unraveled every time he comes off the floor. And, and I was thinking, as I was listening to those guys, you can look at Rudy's point production going down and think that's actually a real positive because it means Rudy's not pressing and he's not so worried about, uh, you know, I don't think he was playing all those minutes last year because it was his desire. I think it was a team construction kind of thing. But I think being compensated the way Rudy was makes him more comfortable with his role. I think ever, I think there's just more buy-in into what the team needs from everybody. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And Rudy is still being effective at the offensive end when, when, the, when opponents – get tired of the Jazz draining those three-pointers and they crowd their shooters, then they take the ball inside. And Rudy is benefiting from that. And so, yeah, there might be times when he's not scoring as much, but then there are moments when called upon when he scores a lot. Yep. All right, we'll get to more Big Show coming up. Uh, obviously, a lot of jazz conversation on the show today. We're live at Jimmy's Flowers here in Layton. Uh, check them out online, jimmysflowers.com. Uh, we also want to uh, remind you about our friends at uh, Minky Couture, of course, of another perfect idea for Valentine's Day. The world's most perfect blanket is the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. Right now, get 50% off any regularly priced blanket with promo code ZONE50 at MinkyCouture.com and take care of that Valentine's Day gift or visit a location near you, Ogden, Layton, Draper, Orem, Sugar House, and St. George. Minky Couture for Valentine's Day. That's Minky Couture. We'll have more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, live at Jimmy's Flowers here in Layton, 2840 North Hillfield Road. Gordon, I, I just got a reminder pop up for me that uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake reunion show, number episode one, is tonight. There's three. There's going to be three reunion show episodes. Uh, I, I, I just can't wait. So I know what you're going to be doing. Oh, yeah, I'm watching the Real Housewives reunion show. Faux show. <laughs> and since it has a couple of uh, loose ties to sports, I feel like I can say that I'm working. 
Okay. I got to work right. tonight. I like know? the fact I like the fact that you're so willing to admit that you uh, really get into that show and I, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people might hear you say that and uh, think that, that they that's funny and not in a ha-ha way, just kind of funny. But uh, you have no problem with that. You just uh, enjoy uh, what you enjoy. You know, Gordon, if I, you know, cared what other people thought, you know, I would, <laughs> have, found a, I would have found a different profession. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have certainly. Believe but no, me, I, I like. I, I, can, like I, can, I can concur with that 100%. I, I like trashy reality television. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I always have had kind of an affinity for it. I, you know what it goes back to? I really did grow up loving the real world. An amazing show, the real world. And, uh, and even into the challenge and Jersey Shore, I, I watched that. I watched The Hills. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. It's all right. But I, I really like the Salt Lake tie in The Real Housewives. Didn't, were you even kind of curious to watch it? I, you know, at first I thought about it. I thought maybe I should check it out, but I, I just uh, have a very difficult time getting myself into that kind of thing. I just uh, really like identifying all the B-roll footage. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I've been there. I've eaten there. I know where yeah. that is. You uh -huh. know, they, 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 they take very non-glamorous locations and make them appear more glamorous than they are. I have noticed that. Uh, can you give us an example? Oh, um, well, I don't want to be mean. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, this isn't that mean, I suppose. Like, they're they're all kind of business owners in a way. All the all the housewives, they have their own thing going on, and one of them owns like kind of a, um, what is like a like Botox and peels and that sort of thing. What do they call that? You know, like a beauty spa, but sure. Uh huh. Uh, anyway, and uh, they were opening a new location of it, and. Hey, I'm sure it's a great location, and they obviously do a fine business. But they made it seem like something on the Sunset Strip, and I know where that strip mall is, and it ain't the Sunset Strip. I guess that's okay. that's kind of what I'm getting at. You see okay. what I'm saying? All right, all right. They make so, it, they make it seem like you know it's uh, the red carpet, and uh, you you'd think the the what do they call that? The Kodak Theater is that what it's still called? Would be like right around the corner, and it's like no, no. I'm pretty sure there's a Village Inn right around the corner. So let me ask this question. Are any of the housewives on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City just housewives? No. I, and I think they did that intentionally, actually. All the, the housewives in this season all have other – they're mostly business owners, except for one of them is a, kind of a head of a church. Huh. Okay. One of I, them, owns, just... one of them uh, is, is – uh, LDS and owns a liquor company. That one's kind of interesting. Hmm. Has the reception of the show been uh, warm? By who? <laughs> by the masses. By by the masses. By citizens of Utah. I don't know if I'd watch that show and be proud per se. What are you? What are you getting out here? They renewed it for a second season, so somebody's watching yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wonder. Th this is the irony. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. How real is it? Oh, I, I, I bet it's hardly real. But we know uh -huh. people who were at one of the parties they filmed for it, so we should ask uh, them, Frank Dolce. Was he? Oh, I forgot that. What do you mean, was he? We talked about that, didn't we? Vicki McBride made an appearance on the show. We could ask uh, Vicki. Yeah, I wonder if Ron McBride could. was at. There was a whole episode surrounding Sharif's birthday party. 
So I'm guessing that there were plenty of people that we at least loosely know who were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just right. can't. Well, every time I watch it, I just can't help but think, I wonder if Coach Witt's watching this right now, and I wonder what he really thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't well, think he's watching it either. Um, see, here's I, the thing: every everybody who says uh, that uh, Sharif's wife is di- is different than the way she's portrayed in the show. I don't know. Uh, what, I don't know the I don't know the woman, frankly. I I would hope so. I know that she has like nine assistants. When you say assistants, what do you mean? Well, I have no idea what she needs a staff of nine people to do, but yet, I, I don't know, driver places, uh, do uh, her accounting, okay. uh, runner counter. I don't I have no idea. I have no clue. Yeah, that sounds like a real housewife. No, she owns like a business, Gordon. Yeah, I know. You said that. So mm-hmm. she's having assistance. I, I'm not. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, uh we're here at Jimmy's. Jumping on with, with us once again is Brian. And uh, Brian, you're not you're not a fan. Not taking in the housewives. Not doing it. No, <laughs> you're missing out. That's all I gotta say. Some high quality, uh, uh, real uh, trash television. If, if you ever want to turn your brain off for an hour, this okay. is your show. No wait, no wait. See what Brian, what he's doing, how he's spending his time is uh, when it comes time to watch television or something. He's probably watching an informative historical. Uh, accurate account documentary of some sort, right? Uh, I will no, neither confirm nor deny, but uh, I, don't, I don't watch much TV. I certainly watch the jazz, but that's probably about it. I'm, I'm usually here working, honestly. Well, the jazz yeah. have been fun to watch as of late, so oh, that's man. not so bad. They're playing pretty well. Yeah, we've had to listen to them on the radio since we've been working a lot this week, but uh, what a great season so far. So you've, t- you've consumed a lot of David Locke this year. Oh, yes. A lot yes. of luck. He he gets a little excited. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> Hello. How are you? So, Brian, Brian, I have a question. After a week like this when you're preparing and it's such a big day and so many flowers, so much business, what's Monday feel like? Well, um, you certainly want to take the day off, but um, <laughs> actually we get a lot. It's usually a pretty busy day because all the guys who forgot Valentine's will call us and say, hey, I screwed up. Can oh, I still man. get something? <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of predicting this year, since it's on Sunday and we're closed, a lot of guys are going to wake up Sunday, not be able to do much, um, and then be calling us Monday morning. So mm-hmm. we, we're kind of being prepared for that. Um, so we'll see what happens. I was going to say, I, I'm sure you'll take care of those Monday clients, so oh, to yeah. speak. But don't be that guy. Yeah, that's right. Don't be that guy. <laughs> that's right. Get your orders in now. Take care of it at jimmysflowers.com or come by. Either Absolutely. way. Whatever, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, we have three great locations. They're all easy to get to. Um, but if you don't have time to get here or don't feel comfortable coming in, that's fine. Uh, you can hit us 24-7 on jimmysflowers.com. Yeah, you're you're not kidding about easy to get to. You're you're all your three of your locations are easy, but I mean here you just come up Hillfield oh, yeah. and you run right into it. It's great. Yep, right next to the South Gate of Hill Air Force Base. Um, super easy to get to. We got a big parking lot, plenty of places to to park, except for on Valentine's is usually hard to find places to park. But um, yeah, we're easy to get to for sure. You know what I love about this particular location? You mentioned Hill Air Force Base. I love seeing our, our good servicemen and women come by and, oh, yeah. and grab flowers. It's great. Oh yeah, they. A lot of great uh, servicemen coming in here all the time. And even the ones that are deployed, we find calling us all the time as well. No way. Stuff to the lives, yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah, it happens all the time. Well, that's a, that's a testament to you guys. You, you take care of people, and you, you do it in grand fashion and with a smile on your face. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, that's our hope. Um, you know, 
any business, especially in retail, is what's going to get people to come back? Well, it's, it's got to be great product and great service. And so those those are the things we hang our hat on. And we're not perfect, but always striving to be. And um, so, yeah, that's that's always our focus for sure. All right, here are those three locations, 2840 North Hillfield Road right here in Layton, 2735 Washington Boulevard in Ogden, and the Bountiful location, of course, 470 South Main Street. Or get started, get it all taken care of online, jimmysflowers.com. That's jimmysflowers.com. And, Brian, we can't thank you enough for having us. Thank you. Appreciate you guys being here. Hey, our pleasure. Trust me, <laughs> definitely our <laughs> pleasure. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. One big final thank you to the good folks at Jimmy's Flowers. They've hosted the show for the last couple of days, Gordon. And, uh, you know, we, we love our partners uh, here on the Big Show and on the Zone Sports Network. And uh, Jimmy's is certainly one of the special ones. Uh, Gordon, we've been coming up and doing these remotes for Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Uh, ever since 2007, we've, we've kind of seen them grow. Uh, we've seen the family grow even. And they've just been taking care of our listeners for so long. We're just uh, grateful for their partnership. I hope they keep building more stores. <laughs> Everybody should be able to enjoy that kind of service. And uh, I, I've just been sorely impressed. I mean, that's I think I've made that clear over the past couple of days. But I, I, I think they really do their business well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Locations, of course, here in Layton on Hill. Heel Hill Field Boulevard uh, and uh, locations in Ogden and uh, in Bountiful as well. The good folks here at, uh, at Jimmy's Flowers. That's Hill Field Road, by the way. To be specific, 2840 North Hill Field Road in Ogden, 2735 Washington Boulevard in Bountiful, 470 South May Street. We're always online at jimmysflowers.com. Gordon, I don't, I don't hey, have Jake, to ask. Hey, Jake, will you do me a favor? Sure. Remember that old joke when people used to say, say toy boat over and over again? Uh-huh. Just give it a try. I don't think so. What are you trying to, what are you trying to because do? Because I was just thinking of that with Hill Field. Hill Field. If you said that over and over and over again, how would that turn out? Well, I feel like the, the I'm, I'm trying to pronounce it correctly because I feel like a lot of people around here say Hill Filled. So I'm trying to say Field because that's the <laughs> word. Hill Field. Okay. It's not. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying very uh, intentionally not to say hill filled. Well, if you say hill filled, it sounds. It sounds almost. Uh, you know. Lyrical. Hill filled, like we're not filling a hill. It's a field. <laughs> okay. Hill filled. <laughs> but when you add that e sound into it, then it does get a little more complex. I was talking to somebody else the other day that was talking to me about Bradley Beal. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> but they weren't using his first name. They were like, "Well, how about that Bill, huh?" You know, that, that Bill is really playing well, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what, uh, Lambeer? He's been gone for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Boy, that it's Bill like, can like, really score. It's like the way they say Bill Steelers. Mark? When they say Steelers in western Pennsylvania, they say Stillers. But, it, but the word is pronounced steel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose is it, it is. Not, is it not that brick and, oh, well, uh, I was about to say brick and steel. Steel. Right, Steelers. Yeah, it's not still, okay. not like a still, not not where you make booze in the backwoods. <laughs> okay, strong point. Not what okay. not what Hawkeye had in his uh, tent on Mash. Yeah, there was a whole lot of imbibing going on in that show, wasn't there? Well, they were making their own, Gordo. Yeah. Have you ever made your own? 
made my own beer, yeah, but that doesn't require a still. But uh, no, I've never never made anything requiring a still. You never made anything in a bathtub. <laughs> no, no. There there are stores that make that convenient. And yeah. you know what? If I don't tr- uh, trust myself making like basic chicken dishes, I certainly don't trust myself making like bathtub gin. <laughs> That sounds like a good way to go blind. <laughs> okay. Everybody be careful out there. Don't All be right, messing Gordo. around with it. In- enjoy your evening, buddy. I'll catch you tomorrow. You too. Uh, nice show today, Jake. All right. Back at you, Gordo. Uh, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.